Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business Show. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business, Batya Unger Sargon. She is with Newsweek Magazine, author of one of my favorite books on the media, and uh, one of my favorite people to talk to. I really look forward to her every time she's on the program. Batya, before we get into our topic today, tell us a little bit about your work over at Newsweek Magazine, as well as your book, which is really should be must-reading for anyone who watches the news, in my opinion. That's so kind of you. Thank you so much, Kevin. Thank you for having me. I love joining you. Um, so my book is called Bad News, How Woke Media is Undermining Democracy, and it's basically about why um, the media is so loathed by the American people. Uh, you know, confidence in the media is now down at around 16%. Um, that's terrible, and I tried to explain why, and what I found in my book and my research was that, you know, this had a lot less to do with the partisan divide and a lot more to do with the class divide that we just don't talk about enough. And put, you know, put simply, um, you know, journalists became part of the elites. They used to be working class, and now they're part of the elites, and they represent the interests of the elites because that's the group that they belong to. And they've learned to have a lot of contempt for average Americans. So that's what my book is about. Um, and uh, at Newsweek, I'm really, really blessed because we've been given the mandate to represent the full breadth of opinion um, relevant to American life. And so we run uh, opinion from across the political spectrum, the religious spectrum, the racial spectrum, the class spectrum. We really get people from all walks of American life, um, you know, you know, in our pages so, so that people coming to Newsweek will get that choice. They'll get to see a host of different kinds of opinions in the same place. Yes, yeah, phenomenal. And you've got the uh, you've got the woke media freaked out uh, because of the fact that uh, oh yeah, it's now a conservative rag. <laughs> I see that around Newsweek, and I'm like going, ah, no, not really. <laughs> it's a diversity of opinion. It just shows you how how much blinders uh, you know the, the so-called mainstream media has. If, if there's any opinion that uh, is disagreeable with their narrative, it is right wing, and uh, you know it's so strange. A hundred percent. All right. So I, I said before this. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say they think that the word conservative is an insult. I mean, it's it's not actually an insult unless you're part of this like elitist leftist crew. I mean, you know, it happens to be we're not conservative. We run opinion from all corners, but to them, if they want to insult you, they call you a conservative. It tells you everything you need to know about them. Yeah, it, absolutely. Um, let's talk about you know <laughs> with that with that introduction. I, I have to laugh at me, uh, you know, because I said let's be nice for once about the media. You and I have a, had so much fun beating up on the media, and I couldn't resist even on a on a you know with this time of the year. Let's be nice about the media. What, do, what media do we like? Um, let's start with you. I, I'm going to bring some to the conversation as well with the limited time we have. But what media do you like and why? You know, I get asked a lot which media outlets I trust. And what I tend to say is, um, all right, so the Wall Street Journal, I've, I've never seen something in the Wall Street Journal that I didn't think was true. And I have to say that's, you know, one of the only outlets I can really say that about. Um, I've just never seen anything there that, that I, I thought was, like, intentionally false or uncorrected. They do seem to me to be trying very hard to get the story right with very little, um, to the extent that they can control the opinion. 
Um, you know, at the same time, the Wall Street Journal is, um, its its point of view is very Wall Street oriented. Um, it's very slanted on behalf of the elite. So when I read it, it makes me feel very poor because I am not the target audience of the Wall Street Journal. You know, the average reader probably, you know, is, is the person that they're targeting their, their products to, their, you know, the coverage to are people who are in the business world and at the sort of upper end of that. So, you know, it's sort of, I want to be generous. I do read the Wall Street Journal all the time. I have it delivered print on the weekends um, for Shabbat reading. Um, but I, I um, it, it's not really for the average consumer, if that makes sense. And so, um, you know, it's, it's sort of a mixed bag there. Um, but I, I, I think in terms of accuracy and in terms of um, breadth of coverage and being fearless and, you know, um, you know, talk, talk, talking about, you know, ch the Chinese Communist Party and China specifically, I'm the Wall Street Journal. I think you can't really do better than that. Obviously, I yeah. love Newsweek. I love working for Newsweek. I love the Newsweek team. I think they're phenomenal. Um, and I also really, you know, I, I co-host um, The Hill's morning show, Rising on Mondays. And I have to say, I, I really do love The Hill because they also represent both sides. You, you'll, you'll often have a panel featuring a Republican and a Democrat, conservative and a liberal. And I just think that's so important because, you know, the truth is we do see things differently depending on where we're sitting. And you cannot do better by a consumer of the media than to give them a choice, give them a debate, give yeah. them an ability to think for themselves and see where both sides are coming from and make up their own minds. That's really how you respect readers. So anybody who's doing that, I really respect. You know, the New York Times used to do that. They really don't anymore. There's a sort of, you know, it's, 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 it, they really, really sort of, they're sort of terrified of their leftist wing within the newsroom. And so there's very little by way of conservative voices. I mean, they have Ross Duthat, but he's, he's not a Trumpist. They, the only Trump people they have are never Trumpers who have no constituency, right? I mean, the, the, the Republican base are populists now. They're working class populists. And you won't really see that conservative point of view in the New York Times anymore and any other really in any liberal outlets um, giving a voice to that. And it's so funny because I consider myself to be a left-wing populist, but I can't get booked on CNN. I can't get booked on MSNBC, but I can get booked on Fox and on Fox Business. You know, so it's just so interesting, like, who is willing to have that debate about class and who is not. It tells you a lot about, you know, about the media. And so I will say about Fox, you know, they do have people, they have liberals on, you know, every day they, ha you know, Harris Faulkner will have a power panel with a liberal and a conservative and the five always has one leftist. And, you know, you can, you can joke around and say, yeah, but the liberals role on Fox is to lose, right? It doesn't matter. Like it, it, th that job is so important and there's no one playing that role in the liberal outlets, like consistently giving viewers an opportunity to hear from somebody from that position how they think. And, and so I will say also for Fox that they are very good at speaking to a working class audience. Only 25% of their viewers have a college degree. And the way that they do that is by not insulting people and not making them feel stupid. <laughs> um, you know, CNN yeah. lost a lot of its working class viewers by going woke and making people feel either stupid or like they were bigots. Um, so I think that those, those, I would say that those are the places that, of course, I watch Fox and CNN all day long just because I'm an opinion editor. I have to see how the conversation is unfolding and, and so forth. And, but, you know, it's, it's, um, I, you know, I would say, yeah, that's what, what, what about you, Kevin? What do you 
Yeah, you're supposed to give one, and I was going to give one. I can't even keep up with all that. But let me give you let me give you my best shot. I did want to respond to the Wall Street Journal, obviously ap- appealing to the highest income group, obviously. Uh, but at the same time, there's very few media that does a better pro- uh, policy uh, approach at talking about how public policies keep people poor than the Wall Street Journal. The Wall Street Journal does some very thoughtful articles that are free market largely based, of course, because of of who their audience is, uh, on why uh, we've got perpetual uh, poverty, why we have multi-generational poverty, how the government incentivizes it. You know, that uh, very few people do that. And, of course, unfortunately, if you are uh, of a certain worldview, you look at that as, uh, you know, yeah, but then you should just be helping the poor. I don't know how to help the poor better than help the poor get a job and help the poor work and have opportunity. And I see a lot of that in there. So I like the journal as well. Um, and really, have the so-called newspaper of records, the few that really qualify for that, this really the only one to me that seems very committed to objectiv- objectiv- objectivity, easy for me to say. Uh, I must be in the media. Uh, but... It, it, <laughs> Uh, of the of the big of the big three in the uh, in that space of newspaper records, uh, with the New York Times and Washington Post being the other two, it, it strikes the most. Even though it is right at center, no question about it. But it, it it's not it's not foaming at the mouth in, in ideology. And uh, I like your criticism of uh, of the Times. I think that was very spot on. I. I you know, give an A for effort. It's too early to see what's going to happen to it. But I've really been intrigued by um, News Nation, the new, the new News Nation network. Uh, I've liked uh, a lot of the coverage. Um, they are benefiting big time by the collapse of CNN and bringing CNN uh, personalities who never wouldn't uh, normally never touch uh, a network like that. But they've now got, I think, three from over there. Uh, and and as, as uh, CNN continues to prune itself from poor ratings, uh, they'll continue to benefit. I'm not a big fan with any media that claims to be objective. Uh, I don't think there's really a whole lot of objectivity. What I like is media that is honest and transparent about its bias, you know, and makes mm-hmm. it clear that it has an agenda. It's really hard to come mm-hmm. by, um, but but I like when I hear that from from the media. Um, I, I think I would describe News Nation, in spite of the couple of CNN hirings they've had, as right of center. And there's really an, there's a void of right of center. If anything, that kind of media is a beacon for never Trumpers out there to to have something to look at that uh, does resonate somewhat with them. Uh, so I like them. I like and I like diversity of media most importantly. Uh, and and really the anchor of almost all of my media reading consumption begins with the Associated Press. I get the Associated Press newsletters. Yes, yawn, I get that. But uh, Associated Press, as you well know, uh, their clients include the the hard left publications to the hard right publications and everything in between. So it has an unusual economic incentive to strive for objectivity, even though, of course, it can't do it perfectly. Um, And so that gives me, you know, it helps me see when I go into other media uh, where some clarity is even before I go there. Yeah, I, 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 I couldn't agree more about News Nation. I really like them. In fact, Leland, Leland Vitter, who comes on at 7 p.m., he's, he really is the best in the biz. I mean, he is somebody who is just, he has a point of view, but he is extremely balanced, just very, the most balanced journalist I think that I know. 
who also has very strong opinions about things, although maybe that's just because I agree with them about everything. Um, yes, and of course, Associated <laughs> Press, yeah. Yeah, that the, like you said, the financial incentive to stay to stay balanced. Although there, you do see wokeness creeping into the Associated Press sometimes in its coverage of certain things. Of course, yeah, a little bit certainly because there's some stuff like, for example, good luck writing a uh, you know anti-Ukraine article right now on the Associated yeah. Press. Good luck finding any criticism of Ukraine in the Associated Associated Press. So when I say it is more objective than most, which you know, no one would really argue with me about that. I even say that from an ethnocentric perspective, don't I? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I think the, the goal, you know, the the more objective than most, it's such a low bar, but still such an important one. I would agree with you. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't think I think ninety percent of the time, again, having a Western bias, it has to, because again, they're customers, right? His goal is an objectivity. His goal is to have as many uh, clients as possible. So it's going to be pro-West. It's going to go through a Western-type focus. But, it, you know, it does a really good job. And, and, uh, and more than any media, in terms of, like, different opinions, you'll insert some different opinions in there just to, just to keep it honest. Uh, and, again, not because of any other motive than they want more subscribers. You know, so <laughs> same thing that drives everyone else. So as we wrap up the segment, it's going so fast. Um, what is your first of all? I, I like to get a sense of some of the things you're going to be working on and what you're focusing on uh, media-wise as uh, we go into a new year. Um, well, <laughs> I'm working on my next book, but it's um, thankfully not about the media. So. <laughs> Hopefully I won't be thinking too much about it. Um, um, you know, of course, keeping an eye on the same things as always. I think we saw, you know, with the Twitter files, you really saw this, you know, when it comes, you know, Elon Musk has really exposed a lot of the extreme left-wing biases, not just in the in social media companies and Twitter, big tech, but also the reaction from the, you know, the journalistic Twitterati who, you know, believed that this was their space that they reigned and that they got to, you know, kick people off of Twitter and demand that they be cut off of Twitter. But then when it, when it came for them, suddenly, you know, they started demanding free speech rights and so forth, sounding exactly like conservatives used to. Um, you know, he really exposed the moral bankruptcy of so many of these leftist media um, journalists and, and media companies. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm definitely going to be keeping my eye on that story. Yeah, you sure will. I, I've been reading your content and, and what you've been saying, and you're doing a great job in that front. You know, and I don't mind, you know, the, the thing about the, the, these journalists complaining about, so here we are beating up journalists again, uh, but the thing about these journalists complaining about Musk is, uh, you know, I don't like him banning them either, especially since the banning seems to be very targeted and all about him. I don't. I, that's petty. We call that petty, right? But at least he's honest and forthright about it. Unlike Twitter under the old ownership, who was who was doing it, who was shutting people out and silencing them uh, without anyone knowing about it, I, I, you know, that opaqueness is uh, really offensive. Yeah, he is being more honest about it, but um, at the same time, I, I, you know, he he has set himself up as you know, Mister Free Speech. He's reversed himself yep. on many things. You know, look, I'm a big Elon Musk skeptic because of his deep ties to China, but um, 
he apologized this week for the erratic behavior on Twitter. I think he's looking at this, the plummeting Tesla um, stock prices. And, um, you know, I think he's, he's going to try to right the boat and, and find a more consistent way to, 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 to navigate this thing. Look, he's got three competing sets of needs going on. He wants to turn a profit on Twitter. He wants there to be more freedom of speech. And he's a drama queen who loves to be in the headlines, right? So these all you yeah. know, sort of conflict with each other to a certain degree. You can't turn a profit on a platform that allows swastikas, but of course swastikas, you know, from a free speech point of view, the Supreme Court ruled that they are completely protected speech, right? You know, and then of course his desire to, to be in the headlines is going to get in the way of his ability to turn a profit because uh, investors are going to lose faith um, in his sort of clear-sighted vision as a leader. So, you know, he's got a, he's got a tough, a tough, you know, challenging road ahead. And I just, I just wish he would be more open about how he's going to protect us from, from the Chinese Communist Party making demands about what can and can't be said on Twitter. Yeah, very good, very good note to end on. I do, you know, I liked what you said about this, you know, demanding to get attention. Uh, you know, him and Trump could do a show together. It'd be an interesting comedy program. And uh, I, I think that together, because there's a lot of matching there, that, that, that could be a lot of fun. But yeah, Unger Sarban, her book is one of my favorite. Uh, she's one of my favorite regular uh, contributors on the program, uh, visitors on our program, not to mention the fact that uh, she's done great work at Newsweek magazine, continues to do great Newsweek, and can't wait to interview you uh, starting in the new year, year again. Looking forward to it, Batya. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. God bless and Merry Christmas. <laughs> yes, you too. I'm Kevin Price. Stay tuned for more.